0: Eric music team so as I was listening to uh, Eric sing those words I will go Lord send me how many of you have have said that very thing I will go Lord send me right so I'm going to share a story about when I did that once so when I went out to Unity Village for the first time in 2001, you know, that was my idea. I will go, Lord, send me, you know. And as I was out at Unity Village, I was holding the question in my mind whether or not I was really being called to step into ministry. Like, is this really what you want me to do? Is this really where I'm being called to, you know? So, But I will go, Lord, send me. And in that week that I was out at Unity Village, it got I got a real clear, yes, that's what I want you to do. And then I proceeded to ignore it. Anybody do that? Like, here I am. Use me. And then you're told what to do and you go, uh, no. Right? Oh, go, Lord, send me. And so what happens to you when you say, uh, no? What What comes up inside of you then? Ick? Ick. That's a good word for it. Ick. Thank you, Jesse. That's what I experience. Ick. Uh, also known as From my perspective, depression, right? And I am not a depressed person. If nobody got that yet, I mean, I'm not. But I went home from that after asking, Do I, should I, would you have me? Hearing yes, saying uh, no. And then every day that went by, feeling that spirit inside me just getting more and more and more depressed. Right? Until I finally had to face it and say, oh, I guess I should do this, right? And here I am today, still doing it, you know. So, yay, yay, yay! So we're talking about steps towards inner peace from our booklet from the Peace Pilgrim. And uh, today, talking about purifying our motives and our desires, you know, what is it? What is it that's sending you and I forward into the activity of our day of our life? What is that desire? What is that motive? And and how do we stay in alignment so that we don't experience that ick? But that we feel that sense of inner peace. So I'm going to share with you again from the Peace Pilgrims booklet. Again, if you don't have one, they're on the table behind the last pew. We have plenty. Pick one up for a friend. You can follow along. I'm on page ten. And we are talking today about our third and fourth purification. So the third purification is purification of desire. What are the things that you desire? Do you desire new clothing or pleasures, or new household furnishings or a car? You can come to the point of oneness of desire just to know and do your part in the life pattern. When you think about it, is there anything else as really important? desire? Let me read that one sentence again. You can come to the point of oneness of desire just to know and do your part in the life pattern. I will go, Lord. You know, send me, right? There is one more purification, and that is the purification of motive. What is your motive for whatever you may be doing? If it is pure greed or self-seeking or the wish for self-glorification, I would say, don't do that thing. I love how simple she is, right? Just don't do it. Don't do anything you would do with such a motive. But it isn't that easy because we tend to do all things with very mixed motives, good and bad motives, all mixed together. Here's a man in the business world. His motives may not be the highest, but mixed in with them are motives of caring for his family and perhaps doing some good in the community. Mixed motives. Your motive, if you are defined find inner peace, must be an outgoing motive. It must be service. It must be giving and not getting. She goes on to say, I knew a man who was a good architect. It was obviously his right work but he was doing it with the wrong motive. His motive was to make lots of money and keep ahead of the Joneses. He worked himself into an illness, and it was shortly after that that I met him. I got him to do little things for service. I talked to him about the joy of service, and I knew that after he had experienced this, he could never again go back to self-centered living. We corresponded a bit after that, and on the third year of my pilgrimage, I walked through his town, and I hardly recognized him. He was such a changed man, but he was still an architect. He was drawing a plan, and he talked to me about it. He said, you see, I'm designing it this way to fit into their budget, and then I'll set it on their plot of ground to make it look nice. And his motive was to be of service, people that he drew plans for, and he was a radiant and transformed person. His wife told me that his business had increased because people were now coming to him from miles around for home design. I've met a few people who had to change their jobs in order to change their lives, but I've met many more people who merely had to change their motive to service in order to change their lives. Purification of motive and desire. So, as I thought about that this week, I started to think about, first of all, what did it mean to purify, right? What is purification? Last week we talked about purification of body and mind. How many of you went to go check out Truth, Unity, and the exercises and the songs? Oh, I see one hand. Yay, Marilyn! (laughs) There was that idea, purifying body and mind. So what does it mean to purify? Well, when I looked it up, the definition online said purify was to take out the contaminants. Take out the contaminants of our desires and our motives. What does that mean? When I looked up desire, which is a wish for or a want for something, I found out the etymology of the word. It's amazing. The etymology of the word desire is from the stars. Anybody ever hear that before? From the stars. Now think about her questions in that little piece, right? What are your desires? Is it for new furniture? For a house? A car? More clothes? What are your desires? And then think about the idea that the etymology of desire is from the stars. And can you see how so often our desires are so little? We're desiring things and stuff rather than opening ourselves up to the grand and glorious, all that is. You fill me with your desire, God, from the stars, from that that vastness from that all-possibility place, not from the littleness that we think about. Right? What are your desires? And, and motives, our motives kind of come from those desires. That's what moves us, right? So whatever our desire is that moves us into action, into the, the motives that are behind those desires. Now, what I love about unity is that unity teaches us that there's nothing wrong with desires. Right? That in fact and indeed, God has placed those desires in our hearts. God desires for you and for I to experience our good. Every desire comes from God if we can get under the layers right of what we put on top of those desires. So, a simple one is that God is love, and we are love, and we are here to experience love. Anybody desire to experience love? Right, right? It's part of our humanness. We want to connect. We want to experience relationship with one another. We want to have that love. But here's what gets overlaid on top of that, is this idea that I am going to find that love when I finally find that perfect someone. Anybody still waiting? Right, we have this idea in life. We're taught and we're told that we all have a soulmate, right? that someone that's going to complete us. And if you don't have that someone in your life, you're taught that there must be something wrong with you and you better get off looking for it because you won't be complete until you find that someone to complete you. Is that not the message we hear over and over again? Starting as kids, right? With our fairy tale stories of princesses being saved by those princes, right? There's somebody that's going to come along and complete us and fill us. Anybody get disappointed in that idea? Because that's what we do. If society tells us, if life tells us that there's somebody out there, that they're going to complete me, I'm looking for that someone to complete me. And of course, in the beginning stages of that love, that happens so easily, but then 30 years go by. You're going, wait a minute. You were supposed to bring me my love and my joy, and you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Wrong motive. The desire is there, the desire for love, right? Very pure in its desire, but then it gets filtered over by all of our ideas of what that means and what that looks like, and suddenly, rather than recognizing and realizing, it's all here, and I am here to just give it out, and that's how I'll experience love. We think it's not here, we think we're missing something, and we're looking out there trying to find it. Desire and motive. You know, we do the same thing with things like joy. How am I going to experience my joy? Right, And we're looking out there. That's what brings those desires to mind. Well, if I just have the right house or the right car or the right toothpaste or mouthwash, I'll find my joy. But we're looking at it backwards. We're looking out here. Our desire is coming from out here to be filled. Our motives are about here. And we have to remove the contamination from our motives and our desires. And what we're invited to consider here by the Peace Pilgrim, by Unity's teachings, is that what we'll do is we'll find it here, inside so that we can live life from the inside out rather than the outside in. You have it all already. You have it all already. I was thinking about church and how many grew up in a traditional church and growing up in a traditional church. What was the desire and motive for going to church? Go to heaven. Go to heaven. Anybody ever hear that one? Right? You want to go to heaven? You better get to church. Or else you're going to be going to hell, the other place. Right? Unity doesn't teach that. Why do we? Why do you come here? You you don't have to come here. Right? Look at the seat next to you that's empty. That person didn't come today. Why did you come? Because you don't have to come to serve so, why did you come? What was your desire? What was your motive for even being here today? Energy. Ooh. Learn, to learn. Energy and to learn. Fellowship and to be with our friends. Truth, to hear the truth. Oh, because John loves to hear me speak. <laughs> Somebody else. Somebody else. Yes. Spiritual inspiration, right? Diane. Support from people who think like me, right? The desire. How many of you are here to desire to know God more deeply? How many of you have that? That's what brings me here. I want to know God more completely, right? Well, do you know, so I I borrowed this from our youth circle their affirmation today was, I connect with God within me whenever I want. Please say that with me. I connect with God within me whenever I want. How many of you, as you're going about your day, remember that you can connect to God whenever you want? Whenever you want. You know, when your buttons are pushed, really, and you're reacting in anger and you can hardly think straight? Coming here and being reminded over and over again helps you to build a different habit that when that starts happening and I'm aware that it's starting to happen, my buttons are being pushed, I can hear, now breathe and remember, oh, that's right, I can connect with God within me whenever I want. When I'm feeling that lack of love or that lack of joy or that lack of peace or that lack of whatever, fill in the blank, what's the answer to that? right? An awareness of God's presence here and now. You know, when unity teaches God is divine mind, that means all possibility is there. So whatever it is that I want to experience, God is the answer. I can connect with God within me whenever I want. And as you and I align into that understanding and allow that to be what motivates us, Now we're going to be reaching for those star desires, right? The ones that are coming from the heavens for us. Of what you and I can be as we step fully into what we are in truth. Allowing God to move us. Centering ourselves in that awareness. It's so easy in life to get off track. Isn't it? Yesterday... Uh, the board met for our full day together at my house, and we had this great conversation about what's our desire for this spiritual community, right? Where where are we going? Where is our motivation? And for the, you know, what was this, probably my fifth retreat with the board, um, we did it again. We did not set as our desire to grow this community. Now, you might be thinking, why would you not set that as our intention and as our desire to bring more people in? And I love that the board is solid enough in their faith and in their understanding to know that it really isn't about filling up these chairs with people. We want that, okay? Don't get me wrong. I'd love to look out there and see every chair full. But if that becomes our only motivation, if that becomes what we focus on is our desire, then where is God in that? Right? So instead, we reach for the star vision, right? The bigger vision than just people in our seats. And we said, what is that greater vision, that greater desire, that expansive desire? And what began this conversation was this idea that we have something really special here that can support people at this time in our country and in our nation and uh, the world, where there's so much division and so much separation and so much us and them, that we have a teaching that, that can inspire people to heal those ideas. That we can heal not only our bodies, and our spirits, but our minds, that we, that's what we are about. This is the vision pulling us forward. This is the desire. This is our motive. And you know what will naturally happen then? The seats will fill. That's right. Right? So first, we get really clear about what is it underneath all the other stuff that I'm really desiring. And then giving ourselves over to that power, that presence of God, to lead the way, to show us how. So, to share a couple of thoughts with you from community teachers. Number one, from Charles Fillmore. I love his definition of desire. Charles Fillmore. Uh, One of the co founders of Unity tells us desire is the onward impulse of the ever evolving soul. Desire is the onward impulse of the ever evolving soul. Do you hear the expansiveness of that thought? Right? Do you hear desire from the, the stars in that thought? Right? It's not the littleness not the stuff. It's not the materiality. It's not the things. It's big, ever-evolving soul. And what are we ever-evolving into? Christ. Thank you, Rita. We are ever-evolving into a consciousness and awareness of that Christ that we are. And if we have that desire to show up and be the Christ in ever more real and deep ways, then that desire will draw us to every experience, every relationship, every opportunity to allow that Christ's light to be expressed in through and as us. you see how much more expansive that idea is than what we've taught. been taught desire is? The world is, is great at keeping us little. It's what marketing is all about, right? Lack. How you're not enough. How I've got what you need. And how money will buy it. But the desire that comes from the stars, from the heavens, from divine mind, from God consciousness, is bigger And that understanding will bring us to that place of inner peace. One more quote. Human desire has been defined as an urge to experience in the outer a perfection not felt from within. Every time that you think something out there is going to finally be that which will bring what you're looking for, We're caught up in human desire. Divine desire is an urge to express in the outer a perfection that is first realized from within. First we realize our perfection, then we live from that place, and see where does that desire draw us to. Jesus put it this way, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Is there anything wrong with a nice house or some clothes or a a car or that stuff? Is there anything wrong with that? Not at all. No. Of course not. I don't know where that little voice came. Oh, Max is in here. Right? No. Of course not. The problem is when we put that as our guiding light, right? I've got to get that gotta get that, that that. and that becomes our guidance and then we miss the kingdom of God here and now. In those traditional churches where it was all about being saved and getting to heaven someday it was that desire of someday. The unity teaches no here, now. We can create the kingdom of God right here, right now, if we are allowing ourselves to be guided by God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. All other things will be added. I like my house. I like my little sports car. I like my hot tub that I get to sit in on cold winter days. Right. I like the clothes that are in my closet. I can have all of those things. It came to me when I said, here I am, God. Use me. How would you use me today? And in the process, after I got through the ick and the no and said yes, it brought me here and to a beautiful new home and to all of you amazing people. That's what drew me. Use me, God. And not the outer. Do you see the difference? So this week, what we want to do is purify what is motivating us, what is drawing us forward, what is calling us higher, what is that desire of my heart. And so if you look on the back of your bulletin, there is our spiritual practice for this week. We begin humbly and sincerely each day with a simple desire. Today, I desire to be instructed by God as to what is mine to do. God, show me. God, use me. God, move me. And if you don't like God, put in whatever name you like, right? Love, divine mind, peace, joy, all good, fill in the blank. But allow yourself to be used by that greater power. And then pay attention. Pay attention because it's going to show up. And it might show up in a way that you go, uh, No. Thank you. And even to that, say yes. Say yes. When it means I've got to forgive somebody that I don't feel like forgiving, but that power and presence within me is pulling me forward, you need to forgive, guess what? I'm going to feel that sense of ickness, that out of alignment with inner peace, as long as I continue to deny that thought. But if I have the courage, to be used by God and to step out in forgiveness and to reach out to that one and to speak to them, my heart will find peace, even if the relationship is not fully restored, because I've done my part. I hear you've got a neighbor who can't get out and shovel their steps if we get some snow this week, guess what? Allow that thought to move you out, to helping that neighbor, to opening doors, to touching someone, to talking to someone, to whatever it is. And I'm telling you, because it's God pulling you forward, it's going to be bigger than you imagine. And when it's bigger than you imagine, it's probably going to bring up feelings of uncomfortableness. And do it anyway. Purify your motives and desires. And then next week, I'll chat. Thank you.